Welcome to the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals podcast with me, creative sales coach Leona Baker. You're passionate about the products you create, and I'm on a mission to help creative professionals become financially successful and have fun along the way. I teach practical tools to authentically market, joyfully sell, and get organized with time and money. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to the last ever episode of the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals podcast. Oh my days, what is happening? I know I'm following my creative heart. I'm calling in connection and I really feel like I want to try something different, but never say never. I might return to podcasting. I might not. So yeah. But for today, we have three amazing Joyful Selling program members here. We're all on Zoom. We can all see each other. You can't see us, but we're all here. So should we quickly go around the room and introduce ourselves? And then we have a couple of questions that we're just going to vibe on for like the next 45 minutes or so. So I tell you what, let's go clockwise Let's start with Claire. Hi, Claire. Hiya. Um, so I'm Claire. I'm a fine art printmaker and I create lino cuts of women in nature. Uh, they're really a reminder to go with the flow of the seasons and embrace uncertainty. Um, and I create art to bring people comfort and clarity while uplifting the spirit. Wow, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Thank you very much. And Danielle, welcome. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm Danielle and my business is naturally at the Wren's Nest and I make natural soap and skincare. Um, and the whole ethos of my business really is to try and connect people to nature. Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's <laughs> it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Very light, Claire. We're Claire all meet Danielle. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Love it so much. And Lucy, welcome. Hello, I'm Lucy. My business is Lucky Bear and I make a range of bags, purses, pouches and other fabric accessories, all from very brightly printed, colourful fabrics, um, some with a bit of a vintage retro vibe. Um, as a vegan, all of my products are vegan and that's one of my favourite um, messages is, um, you know, buy vegan. It's very sustainable. Everything I make is washable. So, um, yeah, no plastic or anything like that. Love it. So good. Okay, then, friends, the first thing we're going to talk about is the hardest thing you've overcome in your marketing and selling recently. Who wants to dive in with that? Who wants to go first? Danielle. Danielle's raising her hand. <laughs> yeah, definitely the big one for me recently has been mindset. Um, and I'm learning so much from you, Leona, about this at the moment. Um, it's definitely mindset, just how I speak to myself and how I speak to myself in my business. I had been doing a lot of work in the last couple of years on myself, but I had never thought to um, apply that to my business and the way I speak to myself about my business. So that has been a real big thing for me. And I'm just learning so much at the moment. So that has been the hardest thing because it's been my mindset that has very much dictated how I've run my business up until now. But that's that's the big one for me. 
Yeah. And you know what I love about that, Danielle, hearing you talk about it is that when we kind of have that realization, right? Oh, do you know what? The way I talk to myself really matters when I run my business. Like it really affects what I do in my business, you know, how I feel, the actions that I take and the outcome I can create. And what I love about that is it means that you're more in control, right? Because if it's happening within you, so it's not like external stuff, right, that we can't control. It's like internally, it's like, okay, so I'm gaining this awareness of how I'm talking to myself. And now I get to like question that lovingly, right? So like, what has that process been like for you kind of becoming aware of it being your mindset? And then I think about it as almost like a relational quality, you know, like really um, changing that relationship with the way you talk to yourself. How has that unfolded for you, Danielle? Yeah, it's been a funny one. It's been quite challenging. Um, but I've I've found the tools that I'm learning from you are being are really helpful. Um, so just getting stuff out on the page um, is is really helpful. But it's been really difficult because I've done all this work on myself. As I, as I was saying in, in the last couple of years, um, just improving myself and thinking about the second stage of my life and how I want to live it and all of that. But I never for a second stopped to go, you know, you need to use all this in how you talk to yourself and how you run your business and all that. So it's been massive. It's, it's literally like it's just cracked me open and all this stuff is just coming out and it's like I'm trying not to get overwhelmed by it so I'm I'm following the guidelines and the steps and I'm doing my thought downloads I'm using the the models all the time I'm in the shower I'm in my car even not to do with business stuff just stuff you know life stuff I'm using the models just so that I can get myself into the habit of catching it when I start going down that road of talking to myself in a negative way uh, so it's been massive. It's been challenging, really challenging. Um, but it's also just adding to all the work I've been doing for the last couple of years. So, but I feel like it's going to be a, a process. <laughs> it's it's going to change overnight. Yeah. Claire, Lucy, is any of this resonating with either of you? Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say it's the, it's the absolute mindset shift. Um, because like like you were just saying Danielle there's like this because uh, I've been doing quite a bit of work on this as well like through mindfulness and a lot there's a lot of links in it that idea that the you are sitting with those uncomfortable thoughts without judgment that actually we're not trying to erase anything or get rid of it because we're human beings and our brain's doing the job it's trying to protect us so it's not about that it's about understanding that they're present and they're being loving to ourselves not letting it stop us so that's where the kind of you can choose your thoughts your thoughts generate your feelings those feelings generate your actions and if you just break it down into that that actually you're giving yourself permission to just get stuff done oh I love that yeah I love the breaking down of it as well like when Danielle was like I just feel cracked open and then saying but also being mindful of the being overwhelmed by that that's why I love the framework of the model, because I think, you know, that almost like just splitting it into the separate bits. And then what you said, Claire, reminding ourselves that we don't have to judge it, which is the biggest part. Like, honestly, I feel like a judgment cloud followed me around my whole life. <laughs> and so just like, like, I've so I have this, vis- I literally have a visualization of this judgment cloud. It's what I worked with 
uh, with my coach for a while because I just felt like I couldn't stop judging my thought downloads. Like, why won't these thoughts just go away? And then just reminding myself it's not, they probably won't go away or they don't have to go away. They can be there without judgment. I love that you that you brought that up, Claire. Lucy, you were nodding your head as well. Yeah, to a lot of that really resonates. Um, my my thing has is very similar to the others. Um, as you know, I was a teacher for 20 years. Um, and mine has been the biggest shift, which has only sort of started to really come into sort of fruition lately. The biggest shift from 20 years of being told what to do at what time, um, you know, how many children to do it to, and just always being so micromanaged by management. Um, that is why I one of the reasons why I left the profession. But it's only been very recently that I'm sort of thinking, well, hang on a minute. I get to choose what I want to do. I get to decide what I want to do. You know, I can go and have a cup of tea, even though it's only quarter past nine, because, you know, I will be able to go to the toilet later and, you know, not have to leave 30 children by themselves. Um, And it was only the other day that I'm I'm doing, because of the thought downloads and the modelling, I'm doing a lot of, um, you know, noticing my thoughts and thinking, right, okay, that's interesting. Last week, I went to meet a town, uh, meet a friend in town for a cup of coffee on a school day, um, and it's I've I've been out of teaching for what sixteen months now, I think seventeen months, and last week was the first time that I didn't think, what if somebody sees me, I'm not in school, you know, wow. and I was just like, I can go for a cup of coffee, <laughs> you know. There's other people that are having normal working lives; they're out for coffee. It is allowed. So um, I think, yeah, sort of just trusting myself to be making my own decisions and not waiting for somebody to say, you know, it's half past 10 on a Thursday. You should be in PE now, you know, or you should be doing history now. Um, but that has been quite a long process. As And as the other two say, you know, it's going to be an ongoing thing. Um, but I think specifically the thing that has really resonated for me that I'm, and I'm proud of myself for getting over recently um, is, do you remember when we had the coaching together about nobody's buying anything right now? I wondered if you were going to mention that, Lucy. I was like, I'm not going to say anything unless Lucy says something. Yeah, that. so that is the biggest, like, one thing that I can hang this thought on. And you're not alone with this thought, no, by the way, Lucy. No. You have to de-shame yeah. any of the thoughts that we bring up. Yeah. You're not alone with it. No. It, it's been, you know, it's been tough recently. And I was such in the mindset of, well, you know, the economy's gone to shit. Nobody's buying anything right now. That's it. You know, it's nothing to do with me. It's the the other people. They're not buying. <laughs> um, but when we had that coaching, that was so useful. And I, I do often laugh at it now. And I, and I say it how you said it. Nobody is buying anything right now. Because <laughs> that makes me laugh. Well, it's, know, like, it's I, such a classic example of all yeah. or nothing thinking, isn't it? Yeah. It could be that some people are buying less yeah. right now because the economy is challenging right now, right? So it could be like there's a middle ground. Yeah. Like I tend to think in these all or nothing thoughts, there is a seed of truth there somewhere. Yet when we take it to the absolute, it makes us feel like shit. And it usually then triggers the, you know, the freeze response or fight or flight. We get dysregulated and we don't, we're unable to creatively approach our marketing and selling, right? And so it's like you'd almost like you said you had it on repeat, didn't you? You were almost on a daily basis talking yourself out of like, 
like your marketing sense because why would you bother if nobody is buying anything like yeah. why would you bother marketing and selling it wouldn't make sense would it no. so yeah <laughs> can so, you see how we're almost like we're understanding the thought there and I think that's a really important part of the self-coaching process is like writing that thought down and really having some understanding for it. Because when we go to the A-line and if we're not doing what we want to do and then we look at that thought, I'm usually like, well, of course, <laughs> that's how I'm behaving. If I'm thinking that, it makes total sense that I'm doing that. Yeah. And so having that understanding for that unintentional model is so useful and then you went on to, I do believe, have an amazing month. Yes, it was really good. Um, you know, the beginning of the year was not great, but I think I probably was stuck in that sort of why bother because nobody's going to buy anything. And once I made that shift, um, it just, yeah, had dramatically improved. Yeah, so you hit your you know, revenue goal for the first time in the year, yes, right? Yes. So <laughs> that was really good. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, keeping going, keeping on the up from there on in, I think. And it is like, it is a process, like Danielle said, it's like, these thoughts, it's like a volume dial, it's not just going to go away, because you could have like a week where the sales or a day, right, have a day where the sales don't do what you want them to do, or a week where that happens. And that thought could come back. And then if it stays in our unconscious, we unconsciously go looking for evidence for it. And then we're back in the pattern again. So it really is about being clear about what that unintentional model is. And then cap, like when we kind of lovingly catch ourselves in the, um, what was your, what was your A-line doing, uh, Lucy, when you were thinking no one was buying anything? Um, I, I was just, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't posting on social media as much as I should have done or that I wanted to. Um, yeah, I, I sort of was, was making products, but not listing them on Etsy because I just thought, well, nobody's going to buy them. So what's the point? And I think when I, I'd done a couple of markets during those sort of low months, I think I was probably approaching it with, well, nobody's going to come, you know, it's not going to be as good as last year year before year before that you know um and I I think I just really did pull back and procrastinated and just didn't do the things that you know that would normally be a good thing to do for the marketing and selling yeah yeah so you just found yourself pulling back yeah for sure and that really makes a lot of sense Claire what was um what was the hardest thing that you've overcome in your marketing and selling recently um so I think it's it's Oh, pushing myself out of my comfort zone and actually being so I know what I want and I'm clear about what I want to achieve but it's just like feeling uncomfortable then just just pushing myself over the line to do it anyway and having a bit of fun with it so there was a a couple of things um I wanted to uh go on podcasts because I really enjoy talking to people like I love chatting to people and I've been doing Instagram lives and it's been amazing I was like well how can and here you are Claire I know (laughs) So like, yeah, this is like the, my first one. So this is quite exciting. Um, and I've got a couple more books in as well, because I just decided I was doing some research and found people that like really capture my values. And then thought, you know what, I just need to send an email. I just need to say, look, I really like your podcast because this, this and this, it resonates with my values. Here's what I can uh, bring to it. Are you up for it? <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, and then I got some replies back, and I've got two booked in—one for June and one for August. 
So, so good. it's really exciting. I think just, yeah, because unless you do it, you don't know. And what's the worst that could happen? Like I'd get no reply or they say no, thank you. And actually that's fine. <laughs> like, Yeah, we'll survive, right? Yeah. Because that's the difference. It's almost like the, it's the pullback versus the stepping out well it was not you don't have to step out of your comfort zone all the time but trying something you haven't done before do you know what I mean so it's like in the moment it does feel like you're taking a risk right it does feel like you know scary or like if you haven't done something before but I always like to say is that it's about showing our nervous systems that we can do something that we haven't done before and even if the worst case scenario happens i.e in this case you get ghosted no reply right and I would probably because we were coaching on this in ask a coach right away I would probably coach you to have a follow follow up plan or whatever you know because I tell you what listen to me, everyone, a lot of business is done on on the follow-up, okay? Even when you've been ghosted, you can increase your revenue by following up. But you didn't have to. They got straight back to you. But even if they didn't, what you can do is in your self-coaching is you can show yourself, I did the hard thing and I survived. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm still breathing. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's in there. That's that's. I mean, obviously, it's quite scary, but it's exciting because it's in there. It's in the diary. I'm going to do it. And yeah then and then how are you going to celebrate momentum. afterwards Claire because I feel it is that like so you've almost like you've put yourself out there you've taken the risk it's paid off and now it's almost like okay so now um I'm gonna have to go and do it right <laughs> and then so you're feeling a bit scared about that then afterwards it's almost like showing yourself again like I did this and to acknowledge that accomplishment right yeah, Do you know what I'm that's saying? The bit I'm not very good at, you know. Like I remember coming to you, uh, coming to you a little bit ago and asked coach, you said, Have you have you evaluated? Because I've been like my my since doing the program, my I've been setting revenue goals and I think you put your focus and energy into something and then you really do start seeing it paying off because you that's where your attention goes. I think things come where your attention goes. So that's been going really well, but then I've been like go jumping from one month into the next and sometimes forgetting to evaluate and then yeah and celebrating and just stopping and acknowledging what's going on I'm not that's still something I'm working on that's okay right it's like one step at a time I mean I found this with a lot of our new members um they'll come in and it will be like oh I don't know where to start and I'm always like okay we've got the the roadmap if you want to follow that and it's one thing at a time what we don't want to do is start doing some of it and then berate ourselves for not doing everything perfectly so it's like the fact is is that you're setting the revenue goals I mean that's huge right like just setting a revenue goal and then working towards it that's a huge step in the life of an independent creative business right and now when you're ready you get to fold in the celebration you get to fold in the evaluation and to know that it's that thing that you can you can do at your own pace yeah right it's no rush (laughs) does anyone else want to add in anything to have you heard anything what (laughs) (laughs) you heard anything that you want to uh add to lucy or danielle um, oh, I'm, just, I, I'm just I was, agreeing. Oh, sorry, Lucy. I'm just agreeing. I'm nodding my head constantly with the two girls because it, it seems to be the exact same. It's so funny, isn't it? You think you're the only person going through this. And it's only when you sit down with other people that you go, 
but thank God, it's not just me. <laughs> it's not just me constantly berating myself. And, you know, like even just when Lucy or when Claire said there about um, about not doing the, the, the evaluations at the end of the month because you're so focused on setting your plan and doing the things. I was the very same. I'm making myself do it now every month because it's important and I realize how important it is. But all those things the girls are saying are resonating. It's the very same. We're all, we might have different businesses, but we're all going through the same struggles and the same challenges. And that's what's resonating with me. Yeah, love it. What about you, Lucy? Yeah, I do feel that, um, like you said, that uh, Claire was saying, um, you, I think you tend to forget about the good stuff. You forget about those little wins. Um, I've just started in my the journal, the notebook that I do all of my thought downloads and stuff. I've just started highlighting and giving myself stickers for little celebrations, little wins, because you so forget them. And, you know, when I'm having not a great morning or whatever, I can flick back through and think, well, I did that and that was brilliant and I did that. And they're just small steps, but um things that I can be proud of and I can celebrate. That's been important for me because you do forget. You do. And this is why we have to show ourselves on purpose in a really conscious way what is working. Otherwise, our primitive brains will dwell on what isn't working. And it's okay to be conscious of what's not working. It's more productive, in my opinion, to put your focus and attention, like you were saying, Claire, to put my focus and attention to what is working and to amplify it, to do more of it, to go to those pockets of my business, go, oh, really enjoying this, right? I'm really, I really love delivering this. I really love doing this. And I'm beginning to see little sparks of success in it, right? Maybe a little bit of traction, a little bit of engagement. It might not be a fruition yet, but I'm really just feeling something there. And I'm going to expand upon that, right? Otherwise, when we just think about all the things that aren't working, we can contract, we can go into ourselves, like fear can shut us down. And that's when we can go into that spiral, right? And we can dysregulate and close down. So that's why I'm I will bang on about celebration in as many different ways as I can (laughs) throughout my coaching career because it's so useful. Hey, I'm just going to interrupt this episode real quick and tell you about the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals program. If you want to create consistent money from your products, please join us. Just head over to www.indyroller.com to enter your email address to find out more. Every Monday, I'll prepare you to join us by ensuring you're familiar with our process and tools, which you can start applying straight away. And when we next open our doors, I'll see you on the inside. And now let's get back to the episode. So the next thing we wanted to look at is what are you the most proud of in your marketing and selling? And I'll offer this to Lucy first. What are you most proud of? I'm most proud of keeping going. Yes. Um, Hallelujah. Whoop, whoop. So, um, yeah, so that that encompasses a lot of stuff. That is the mind shift, I think, into recently just thinking in-person events, I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun, 
you know, get out. I work by myself quite a lot. So have fun getting out and meeting people and chatting to customers or browsers, chatting to the other makers and things like that, um, rather than focusing on, you know, I need to make X amount of pounds from this market. And if I don't, it's going to be awful. And um, last week I did a market where I was concentrating on not on the sales, but just about getting out and having fun. It was a new market that I'd done, having fun and also getting perhaps some newsletter signups as well. Mm. Um, But it turned out that it was a pretty good market. And I think it was sort of the vibe I was bringing. Strange that (laughs) you were focusing on having fun. Yeah, I know. And then you made lots of money. I know amazing not the first time I've heard that (laughs) but it was because I think I was I went into it more relaxed and you know I just thought I'm going to be out and enjoy myself and um, try and get some people to sign up if they'd like to but um yeah and that that was really good that was fun um yeah but I think keeping going and um you know especially in this climate because it is tough you know, even though nobody's buying anything, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, It is tough at the moment. And I do see every week there's something on Instagram where this business has had to shut down or this cafe has had to shut down. And um, yeah, I think just keeping going. Um, I've recently started some tutoring as well, because obviously all of our bills are going up. And I was really berating myself and giving myself a hard time about that. But at some of the coaching sessions, I realized, you know, other people are in the same business, in the same position. Um, It's not the end of the world. I won't have to do it forever. It's just a little stopgap. But for ages, I was feeling like, oh, I'm failing. You know, I I can't do this. So I might as well go back to teaching or whatever. And really that all or nothing thinking. So, yeah. She caught it. Yeah. You caught the all or nothing thinking there. So important. Yeah. Who said that when you run your own creative business that you have to make all of your money in that one area. Like no one said that. There is no no. law that dictates you're only a proper business owner if you make your cash from one place. We each get to decide. And it's really important that we know that. Do you know what I mean? There's so many opportunities for creating cash when we run a creative business. And also when we look at our strengths, you come from a teaching background. So it makes sense that you can freelance and take on tutoring work, right? And when we start shaming that process, it again, it's just that contraction again, like shame just shuts down joy and creativity. We think we failed, we think we've got it wrong, right? Rather than that kind of like you, you shared that intent to have fun, Mm. right? Because that's what marketing and selling is. It's energy, right? When we go to a market, when we, when we um, talk on our Instagram, it's, it's an energy, it's an energy that we're putting out into the world. And that is what attracts our audience to us, right? So I, I love that example that you gave with going to the market with the intent to have fun. And also at the same time, managing your experience around bringing in another revenue stream into the household and being clear with yourself that it's not that the business has failed. Yeah. That you get to decide as it, as the business goes on. Yeah. Love that so much. How about you, Claire? What are you feeling most proud of in your marketing and selling? Um, Mine, like 
really links to what Lucy's just said, actually. <laughs> so I had a, an event this weekend and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do so. I'm just going to really have some fun and I'm going to put some joy into the way that I approach it. Um, and I kind of my focus for the event wasn't necessarily the revenue. It was more getting people onto my email. So I did a giveaway and I put um, sort of one of my products up and I got 55 email signups. Oh, hello. Amazing. Lovely. Like, what, in it was really fun because it was about, like, sort of engaging with people. I was excited about the product I was giving away. I think that just relaxed me at the event as well because that's where my focus was. And then the sales were really good because I think it was just, I was just had that really positive energy. Um, And then as I was thinking about what to do kind of, because I, I was, I'd only thought about the giveaway at that point. I was like, well, here's the thing, I'll do the draw. And then I thought, well, I could actually send an email to all those people that entered and do something special for them if they weren't successful. And then just really thought about how the whole thing would play out. And it was coming just from a place of what would be fun? What would be fun mm-hmm. for me? Um, How can I sort of test it? There's no expectations. It's, it was just an experiment. And already, even though that worked really well, <laughs> I don't necessarily want to do the same thing again next week. Um, I'm already thinking, oh, is there another way that I could have a fun sign-up thing? Could I do like lucky dip bags that people can like pick up and some of them's got postcard in, but some of them's got like some other sort of products in them. How could I make that happen? Could I have like um, little sticks that people could pull out with coloured dots on and those coloured dots mean different. I just, literally my brain was going all over the place because I was just thinking, how can I just play and be creative? Um while trying to sort of meet my aim and I think that kind of drives me because it just doesn't feel boring it's it kind of it's that positive energy yeah but is it keeping it creative like we are creative so it's like sometimes when we go into the worlds of marketing and selling we forget that we're creatives right and it's about the integration of our unique creative flair into the marketing and selling so you're like I was I was playing. I was thinking about how can I do this differently? And what I was hearing, Claire, is you were connecting with your That's people. That's the thing. It was, a, it was an excuse to kind of start a conversation, to like engage with people, to really have good interactions with people. And every time I was talking about the work, I thought I'm going to approach that differently as well. So instead of, because it's obvious what the work is and, you know, I could talk about lino print and stuff, but I didn't. I went into it with, you know what, this is why I create the work. This is the purpose behind it. This is... Uh, that's the energy that I took to talking about it. And if someone picked something up and it was my favourite, I go, she's my absolute favourite. I love her. I created her at this. And I just, oh, oh, that's on an amazing piece of paper. And I just talked about the things that I love because I think sometimes you can be too, you don't want to, you want to be kind of modest about what you do. But actually, I love what I do. And I, and it is valuable and it isn't like, I love it. So I just, yes. Throwing my arms around and hitting my microphone. It's like a friend came. A friend came to visit me and she filmed me while I was talking to a customer. Like, and she didn't tell me. She showed me this video after. She was like, "I'm going to put this in our like WhatsApp group because look at you talking to this person." And all I could see is arms. (laughs) Oh, I love this so much. It's like bringing the work to life. Is it's like I love what I do, and it's the story, like where it's made, when it was made, why, like you know, I was sitting in this particular place and this was going on and it was that really hot summer when I created that uh, plate and that's why this this and this is in it that's why this color uh, all of those things oh loving this and I bet it's like 
this is the thing when I used to do events and I like as you're described as you're talking this through so beautifully Claire I can I'm really remembering those events where I just felt in flow and felt yeah. alive and felt like this is it this is happening I'm with my people this is my products and then getting home at the end of the night and being like like exhausted <laughs> did you have a nice bath well, do you know what? I said to my fellow storeholder, because it was a two-day event, I said to my fellow storeholder on like uh, Saturday, I said, I'm going home, I'm going to have a gin and a bath, and I'm going to relax. But do you know when I got home? I was too tired to even do that. So I was just like, right, I can't even bother to get in the bath right now, I'm just going to have a shower and go to bed. <laughs> and then she said, did you have a nice gin on Sunday? And I said, oh, do you know what? No, I totally just didn't have the energy. <laughs> energy to have gin and a bath straight yeah. to bed that is a yeah. good event my friend it was it was like <laughs> and this is like I you know I kind of got to the point where I was realizing I had to really schedule in rest time after events because there was a point in my product-based business where we were doing events that were like three four five days long they were doing so really growing the business as well like getting the name out there we would meet new stockists and you know it would really events work so well for my business too and then realizing afterwards like really needing that downtime afterwards to rest and recuperate yeah absolutely and celebrate right yes (laughs) (laughs) how about you Danielle what do you feel most proud of in your marketing and selling well, it's funny because while Claire was talking there, she literally said the words of what I am most proud of. And it's telling my story. Um, For me, when I thought about that, when you sent us the prompts and, and I read that and, and I thought, you know, what am I most proud of? And it's telling my story in however I do that. Um, And it tends to be like Claire in person. It's all this. It's all hands. <laughs> um, But, you know, whether that's on Instagram or on my website, I think I do it really well and I'm really proud of it. And it's only recently that I have said that to myself out loud. You do this really well. <laughs> that's a really good looking Instagram feed or that's a good looking yes. website. And I'm really proud of it because it's taken me six or seven years to get to that point. Um, so that's what I'm most proud of. And, you know, I meet people randomly. I was out walking the other morning early, really early. And there's an older man from the village that walks and he stopped me and he went into his pocket and he said, can I just ask you something? And he starts to go into his pocket and I was like, OK, what's this going to be about? And he pulls out this little plastic bag and inside in the plastic bag is some wild garlic. Because <laughs> I talk a lot about foraging and I do foraging walks as well. It's one of the other things that I do. Um And he pulls this out and he goes, is this wild garlic? Now, I've never spoken to this man before in my life, right? And he pulls out this plastic bag, is this wild garlic? And I was like, hi, yes, hello. (laughs) Yes, it is wild garlic. And he was going, I saw you doing something on Facebook and you had a thing about wild garlic. So I thought if I see you again, because I see you every morning and I'm going, okay. (laughs) He says, if I see you again, I'm going to stop you and ask you. And I thought, here's a man, he must be in his 70s. I wouldn't have thought he would have been in my, you know, arena anywhere. And he knows me and he knows what I do. And I thought, well, clearly I did a good job talking about that, that this random person is stopping me. And I've had a few of those things recently where random people that I've met in the line at the bakery or, you know, in the supermarket or something. And they kind of stop me and they go, are you the woman that makes soap? And I'm like, yes, that's me, the soap woman. (laughs) And. You know, just random stuff, people that I wouldn't think would never cross my path. But obviously, I'm telling my story well because it's out there. So that's what I'm most proud of. 
Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting, isn't it? You know, quite often we just will never know the effect that we're having when we're showing up and sharing online, especially when we're talking from our purpose, when we're talking from our story, what's meaningful for us. You know, like Claire, when you said, you know, I could talk about this being a, a lino cut, lino, yeah, yep. I could talk about this being a lino cut, or I could tell them why I made it. And, and it's the why, it's that story, you know, and like Lucy said about your veganism mm. and like how that is part of the products that you create, that, that is what resonates with people. And we will never know the true uh, effect, ripple effect that that is having. And I sometimes just like to not know. I leave that to the universe. I'm not going to go all woo on you, but I leave all that stuff to the universe. I don't concern myself with it. Because if I start trying to control that, I'm taking myself away from sharing my story, sharing my creativity. When you focus on that creativity and your story and sharing it, that is what builds the business, right? The trust in the marketing and then serving to sell, right? Oh, and so it's like a few of you have mentioned, you know, your thought downloads, your models. And is there anything else in particular that you found really useful to kind of pick out of the joyful setting toolbox, as it were, when you're running your businesses? Claire, I'll start with you first. Is there anything else that we haven't mentioned yet that you like to draw upon? Um, I think I would I've jotted down when I was thinking about it, the ask a coach element. And actually, the, it's it's just quite a specific thing I want to mention that I think is really good. The fact that you limit the characters in the Ask a Coach box, because the amount of times that I've written massive, massive chunk of writing, and then I've had to go back through and then figure out, well, do you know what? What's important? What's not important? And then and that's actually helping me work out so much in my brain before I even press send, which is incredibly helpful. So I think <laughs> that's a really valuable tool, actually. Yeah, I often say this like, you know, part of my role, I believe, as program creator and the, the person who runs it is is inspiring people to use the tools, right? That's important to me. Once you've invested in it, don't just leave you to get on with it. On a day-to-day basis, I'm thinking, how can I help people use this stuff? Because it's good, right? And I am going to blow my own trumpet. It's good. It works. It's proven. But it, there can be this block sometimes to actually getting going with it. And sometimes it's about perfectionism, people pleasing. I don't want to use it too much. I don't want to use it too little. I don't want to get it wrong. You know, all of that. And so it's like one of the things that I say to people is like, look, sometimes you might type it out in Ask a Coach. And through the typing it out, you might figure it out. And not even have to send it because I'm in a couple of programs that have email coaching. And by the time I've opened the thing and I've started typing out and I've gone, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I've done that a few times. I've written to you and then thought, oh, no, OK, I can see this or she's going to tell me this. So I can <laughs> just tell me myself. <laughs> yeah, She's going to say, stop apologising. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what I say to the folks that get a bit in their head about using ask a coach and it's totally normal it's not a problem I say you know just open it up and type it in just vomit on that page it it will stop you (laughs) so many characters in you know but it will get you started you know and you might not even have to press send it might that in and of itself might be helpful so yeah thank you for sharing that Claire I love it 
Um, anything else, Lucy or Danielle? Yeah, I was going to say my favourite thing is the strategy sessions. Oh yeah, I find them so useful. Obviously, everything else day to day, the thought downloads and the modelling is is really good day to day. But the strategy sessions make me very accountable, which is really good. It's great to see other people working, and I think because we all, most of us, are working by ourselves a lot of the day. Um, I often have things that I think, well, I need to do this and I need to do that. And because we are controlling our own schedules and things, sometimes those things don't get done. Or I think, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow because I want to make something instead today. Um, but having those timetabled in at a specific time have been brilliant. And I, I always have my my um, printouts that I make notes on and they're always with me and I can tick things off and go back in and celebrate and, you know, keep myself on track. So I love those. Yeah, I think what I love about the strategy session, it's just offering ourselves that. Sorry, I moved away from the microphone. Sorry. Is um how long have I been podcasting? Still moving <laughs> away from the microphone. Is giving ourselves I uh, I no, I feel it's like gifting ourselves 90 minutes to sit down once a month and at the beginning of the month and go, right, <laughs> what am I gonna do? in my marketing and selling this month and just to write that broad outline. So I have this little booklet that our members can download. And we do this thing where we just throw up on the first page, just get it out of our heads. And then I teach this very simple way of then breaking it down, chunking it down. And we have to be really careful that we don't slip into perfectionism. It's not about doing it all right? It's just about having that 90 minutes to kind of get the ideas on the paper as a guide for the month ahead because I think what can happen with some of our members that I I coach on is then they're worried if they create the strategy and they don't follow through that they're going to give themselves a hard time and I'm like okay this is all or nothing coming back into play this is like this idea that when I become a planner that I'm going to plan stuff and do it all and it's like no it's not set in stone like you're still a human being and you're still your own boss right but it's just so powerful to write down your ideas. And then I've been playing around on Instagram with kind of, I guess, silly visualizations like pick and mix Woolworths visualizations just to really shake it all up for everyone to get out of this rigid concept of planning. And this idea that if it's all written down, so you're capturing those ideas that you can then just like pluck one right go right well I'm going to do this one today I'm going to do that one today and just knowing that over time it all compounds and that's another word that's being reflected back to me a lot by our members as I talk a lot about our actions compounding over time so it means like you know when we get really stuck with wanting something the result happens straight away and it doesn't happen and then we think we've wasted our time but it's not the result just hasn't come in yet so we just keep taking action. We trust the process. We trust ourselves. Over time, that shit compounds, right? So yeah, I love the strategy sessions too. I'm also sat there planning. I'm doing it too. Like, I love it. Thank you, Lucy. Anything else to add to that, Danielle? Yeah, I was just, that. that's very interesting what you were talking about, the compounding, because something that I found, and I'm relatively new to the program, I just started at the beginning of this year, but something that I'm noticing in the last few weeks is because your message is the same all the time you find different ways to tell it but your message is the same all the time so it's the hearing of it all the time 
that really works on me. It's the same idea. It's compounding, isn't it? It's the thoughts compounding. Because something that I've noticed is I, I said, I, t I think I tell my story really well. I do. I tell the story of my business and what I do really well. But what I'm noticing is, and you've talked about this recently in a session, is that's the marketing side of it. It's not the selling. And all the talking you've been doing in the last few months that I've been listening to, it's about learning to distinguish the marketing from the selling. So I do marketing really well, but that's not been translating necessarily into, you know, my figures at the end of the month because I'm not doing the selling in the same way that I'm doing the marketing. And it's only from listening to you talking about it all the time. It's that compounding of it. And it's, you know, understanding that I need to make just little switches to, so that I'm selling as well as I'm marketing. And that's been a really big one for me. Um, and that's from listening to you all the time. And I've, I've loved your podcast. I love your podcast. And I frequently, if I'm feeling a little bit stuck, I frequently go back in and just pick one randomly and put it on because it's the same message all the time. So that's what works for me. It's constantly hearing that and constantly having it told in a different way. That works really well for me. So it's the constant messaging that I love about the program. That's what really helps me. And your customers will love the repetition as well. It's the same yeah. for all of us. We yeah. think we have to be doing new stuff all of the time. So it actually feels very counterintuitive to us as creatives, right? We want to be creating new things. So what we have to do to like engage our creativity is about thinking of different ways to say the same thing. And I have this one thought that I think about all the time. It's repetition creates results. Okay, because we think we have to burn it all down and start fresh. We think, you know what I mean? It's not repetition creates results. And the thing about distinguishing the difference between marketing and selling, it's such a useful one because you could be showing up online and marketing all the time. So telling your story, connecting, you know, you do mention the product, right? But you're essentially your marketing. Now, you can create sales that way. And I think that I have to be really clear about you could market all the time and create sales. But I tell you what, you start to add in selling to the mix and that's when you will bump your sales up. So I just want to be really clear to everyone. You could market all the time and create sales. But if your sales are plateauing, if you feel you've just hit a stage where you're like, what's going on? I'm online all the time. I'm sharing all the time. Why are my sales not growing? And that's when we start to weave in the selling strategies, the serving strategies, right? And that's what bumps up to that next revenue uh, bracket, as it were. Do you know what I mean, Danielle? Because I yeah, know that you're selling absolutely. stuff, but we can bump you up now to that next. That and that's, next. that's exactly how I've been feeling for maybe the last two years. Um, it's that, you know, I've reached that stage and it, it's not going further, but yet I'm, I'm, still showing up I'm still doing the stuff and it's like why is it not you know but that's what I'm learning now that's <laughs> what I'm learning now um and it's definitely a shift and I do agree I think you can definitely market all the time and make money absolutely because it's what I've been doing and I've done really well at that but it's trying to get to the next level now and it's finding as you said the, the different ways to tell the same story. And I've been trying to do that a bit on my Instagram in the last few months is taking the same bit of text and just using different photographs to tell it or taking the same photograph and putting different. I've been trying those things because um, 
the message is still the same. I'm still making really gorgeous soaps with plant-based ingredients and using flowers for my garden. That's not going to change. That's what I'm going to continue to do. But it's to find the way to sell it to the more people. You know, that's and that's what I'm that's what I'm learning. That's what I'm excited about, actually, because I feel like I've just hit this point where, right, if all these things start to pull together, it's going to take me to the next level. So that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, me too. Did you want to add something to that, Claire? Yeah, I was just thinking about the, um, so Danielle, it's brilliant that, like, that you're talking about all the stuff to do with the selling and the marketing, because I also find the marketing easier because I feel like that's sharing your story. There is this kind of, barrier initially when you think about selling and you kind of feel like it's a it it's a, can be a bit icky or you associate it with things but the language that we use in Indirola and talk about it as serving our customer and thinking about how we can help them that has really turned on its head what I think that means and that's making it a lot easier so at the moment I'm going through all my turn like uh, frequently asked questions and I'm just answering them and that's going to become content and doing it from that way, it just feels more generous, um, because I'm because it, it's coming from a better place, and that's making it easier to do. Um, and that terminology of connect and serve that really resonates with me. It just, yeah, it just makes it feel um, better. <laughs> yeah, I love that feeling of generosity. I like in the early days of indie roller, I would talk about generosity of spirit a lot. Because when we have that generosity of spirit in our connecting and our serving, when we're thinking more about our customer than we're thinking about ourselves, then that's when we really get into that real understanding on a deep level, how we can serve someone in this. And, you know, because at the beginning, it can feel a bit difficult, you know, sharing your work and then, you know, people rejecting it or not wanting it. So we have to kind of like process through all of that. When we process through all of that and we really focus on serving that best customer and then playing around with, um, I meant this is a really good example that I'll end with is I was coaching a member the other day and she was really wanting to, um, uh, dial in on what a sales post was. You can, if you're a member, everyone, you can go and read it and ask a coach. I think she, the, title is what is a sales post and we really dial it in and then she does she does one on Instagram and she does this amazing she has this uh, picture of her product and she's written over it in graphics pointing out all the details and then you swipe through the carousel and she's just really pointing out everything and sharing why she made those uh um decisions about the product like she's really bringing it to life she writes this great caption but it was so interesting because in the cta and in the last slide on the carousel she ended with um and now what do i design next shall i do pink or green and she slips into a marketing post so it's so interesting where you can do that thing where you like sell 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 and then you end with rather than just saying and now you can go to my website you can click the link in the bio and you know rather than like pointing them to to buy the product that she so beautifully clearly spent time on creating the graphics for on writing the copy for just at that cta moment just slipped into a marketing post and the connection post is where we ask a question right well i'm you know what am i doing today well i'm i'm designing new colors of this range so i'm gonna just hop on to not hop 
you know what I mean? I'm just going to go onto Instagram and I'm going to ask them. I'm going to ask them pink or green or why. I'm going to share what I love about these colors, right? That's a connection post. That's a marketing post. And so I'm, I'm just like, that is so interesting. Like when we start to really dial in, uh, sorry, my cushions are falling away. <laughs> I have to have cushions surrounding my, um, my microphone since I moved into like a fully plywood clad pod. It's not good for podcasting in. Um, so, yeah, so this is really what I'm I love working on with our members in Ask a Coach is really getting into the nitty gritty, like really dialing in those sales posts and those marketing posts and really supporting someone to um create a confident purchase environment for their customers, right? Because it, to me, it just has integrity. Like you, when you were saying, well, I feel generous. I love that. I feel like I'm in my integrity when I'm being really clear with someone exactly what joyful selling is about, exactly what we offer, the results they can get. Like I go into it in detail again and 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 again. And I'm fully in my integrity as I do that because my audience members can take it or leave it, right? Can scroll on by right? Or when you're ready to purchase, all of it is there at your fingertips. And that's what I like when you're thinking about my customers, when that person in my audience is ready to make that purchase, I want them to be able to come to anywhere I am online, my website, my Instagram, like whatever it is. And I want all of that stuff to be at their fingertips for them. That to me is what being in service is all about. Anyway, sorry, I had a bit of a rant and a cushion fail during that. (laughs) Thank you so much for you, all of you, for joining us today. Let's, we'll just go around one last time. Where can, where can our listeners find you? Let's just go around and I'll also put the links in the show notes as well. So let's go anti-clockwise this time. Lucy, where can everyone find you? Okay. So I'm, I mostly hang out on Instagram. So I'm at Lucky Bear Norfolk. Um, I'm the same on Facebook as well, but Instagram is where my people are. That's what I love. So that's where I hang out. And your events and your markets, they're yes. in? events and markets are generally around Norwich, which is where I live, um, sort of Norfolk area. I do occasionally venture out of county, but um, I like to stay in the area. But uh, yeah, you can catch me on Etsy as well. I've got an Etsy shop. But um, yeah, if you go onto me on Instagram, I've got a link tree that you can sign up for the newsletter and find out where I'm going to be all the time. So yeah fantastic and danielle where can we find you not we're going to come in like follow you <laughs> might take you a while i'm in the <laughs> midlands of ireland so it might take you a little while to get to me um again i'm also instagram is where you'll find me mostly um at naturally at the wren's nest um and all my links to my website and everything are, are there um i am on facebook as well but instagram is kind of where most of my people are um and then you can come and visit me i have a new workshop in my in at home at my house that i is coming up on a one year birthday of having my own workshop at home so we're going big plans for a big celebration at the end of the month um to celebrate that because that's a big deal to have my own workshop um so yeah anybody can pop by and and visit the rain's nest um, but you'll find me on Instagram and my website as well. Yeah, yeah. Don't just turn up though, right? Like, let her know you're coming. <laughs> really? I'm not that fussed if somebody knocks at the door. I like to show off. My, my workshop smells amazing. It's in my garden. It's a really lovely spot. So really, I'm quite okay with people knocking at the door. <laughs> and Claire, where can we find you? 
Um, so probably the best place is Instagram and you can find me at Curious Inky Me. Um, and if you Google Curious Inky Me, um, I'll show up and that's my website as well. My markets are mainly in the East Midlands, but I travel as far as Liverpool. I've got an event in Kettering, Hull, as well as Derby, Nottingham. So just sort of all over all my events are on my website as well. Um, yeah, that's mainly where I am. Lovely. Thank you so much for joining me today. Honestly, what a joy to chat to you all. It's been wonderful. And thank you, listeners. This is me over and out in your podcasting ears. That doesn't make any sense, but you know what I mean. Um, I will return one day, undoubtedly. But in the meantime, get on the email list because I don't want you to miss out with what I'm doing in July. It's really excited. Shall I tell you the name? Okay, I'm going to tell you the name. It's called the Creative Selling Cafe and it is online and it's open to you all. And I would love you to come. So get on the email list to receive your invitation. Okay, until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. To make the most of your time here with me on the podcast, please download the Joyful Selling Playbook, which helps you to apply the strategies to what you're working on right now. Go to www.indyroller.com and enter your email address to receive the playbook directly to your inbox. I'll see you next week.